0: Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Simply Soccer. This is Episode 22, and still Season Two. I'm Michelle Hutink, your host, and with me is my co-host Krishna Conway.
1: This season that feels like it's never going to end.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And you know, you saw about the supporter shield today, right?
1: I mean, that well, that was uh, it was such a weird decision, right? Like, I mean, I, I understand the initial intent, and and I did like how they said, you know, we're going to take it to. We're gonna take it on a on a on a world tour, quote unquote, and take it to all like the MLS cities and like introduce it, like it, and especially for like the newer clubs that haven't really had experience like with the ISC, with the Supporters Shield and its importance and whatever, and like kind of bring the history of it to those cities. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like I liked that, but it, again, it's you know I think you know their their reasoning saying it's a it's a weird season, therefore you know we're not gonna award it. it. Kind of felt a little short sighted. Um, I agree with Greg. I I agree with Greg Vanney out of Toronto where he said it, it feels like um, it feels like the kid picking up the soccer ball and going home ending the game early because he feels, you know, like he doesn't, you know, he's losing, you know, it, it did feel like that. Um, so, but, but I'm glad they, that the ISC kind of came, came to its senses, so to speak. And, 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 uh, and, and, and decided to award it. I think that's, uh, you know, it, it, also I, I give them credit for kind of, I always give people credit for realizing their mistakes and, and changing course. So I do give them credit for kind of having listened to feedback and kind of having a moment of self-reflection being like, actually, you know what, maybe we should, you know, walk this back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is just hard to say because, you know, we've only played every other team in the league twice. So, <laughs>
1: well, it's, And it's also, I I do understand their their concerns when it comes to the fact that MLS has been so regionalized this year. Just because MLS doesn't want to risk the cross-country travel and stuff like that, considering the times that we're in. So I and what I about understand...
0: like the rapids that you know they missed because of a handful of games due to COVID?
1: Yeah, the, I mean the rapids haven't played in a month. Like you know, it is. I, I I do understand their their reasoning made sense, but at the end of the day, it's still it's still a core trophy of the MLS trophy. You know. I yes, guess.
0: it's for the fans and the players. Yeah, you know? and, of course and, they are risking everything this season, right?
1: I can't remember who else who on the on the Toronto staff said it. It might have been Greg Vanny, but it, it it was someone in the Toronto office um who basically said, Look, you know, like the fact that it's an odd season actually makes it even more like incredible that we that someone won the supporter shield because like, you know, the Orlando tournament and then all of a sudden it's just kind of like a will we won't we every week when it comes to playing a game, you know, like mm-hmm. these teams have gone through such psychological difficulty that like winning the supporter shield is even more of an achievement this season than other seasons. And I I, I kinda understand that and I I, I kind of agree with that. So I mean, it's kind of a weird drama in in, in 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 the whole entire context of everything, but I do understand uh I understand both sides. And I and I'm but I'm glad the ISC kind of kind of realized that they were excuse me, were 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 in the wrong and and you know made this change.
0: Yeah, I was also thinking, mm, kind of like they did with the Orlando Cup, I don't know what else to call it. and we had other names like Kobe Cup and whatever, but um I'm that, yeah why, yeah, I'm back guys. Um, should we have come up with an another trophy in that sense?
1: well they I mean, they did award some like some silverware to uh to Portland in this game or in the uh, Orlando tournament, but it did just feel like you know it was kind of like a hey, let's go to the local trophy shop down the street and see what we can find, you know, like it didn't feel like they actually really invested uh the 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 energy into creating a a, a proper you know trophy for this but you know like uh, the orlando tournament again was also kind of a weird thing that kind of came together like in the 11th hour you know it kind of did feel like that um so you know i i i uh you know i understand kind of how it 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 didn't you know like i understand how like the orlando tournament silverware didn't really feel like silverware just because like the orlando tournament was kind of like we got to do something so here you go kind of thing you know like so but but um I'm, I'm I'm pleased with this decision that they're actually going to award the shield this year I would like for them to continue in their decision about not awarding the wooden spoon because uh-huh. we are dangerously close to that piece of hardware and I've already seen it once in my life I don't need to see it again I One know in fact,
0: it's funny you say that because I was gonna lead with the uh, the galaxy are still sitting in dead last place on uh,
1: really quick 12 before we t- before we talk about the galaxy, I do want to make a mention of this because I, I'll forget when we start talking about the galaxy, but I do want to mm-hmm. make a special mention and a, a very sad mention, um, to, uh, uh, a very important mm-hmm. journalist in this, in this mm-hmm. country, uh, when it comes to soccer and that's Daryl Grove, um, co-host of the total soccer show, uh, who unfortunately passed away due to complications, uh, from cancer. Um, he was, I, you know, T- total soccer show was always kind of a, and always has been. And I know they'll, they'll continue in their fine work. Um, has always been kind of a a place for me that I've always I've respected you know both their voices very much but Daryl Grove always seemed I always seem to gravitate towards him and his analysis of the game a little bit more than than anyone else in in the American soccer landscape I mean he you know I I I never personally met him but from the tributes I've seen and and from my own experiences listening to Total Soccer Show and 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 his appearances on um on the Cooligans and stuff like that he just he seemed like an incredibly he was an incredibly bright man he was an incredibly endearing man and um he was he was he was a person that i think you know just had such a unique view of the game and and was able to blend serious analysis with light-hearted humor i mean the world cup his world cup previews were always so incredibly engaging and you know his his love of the game was so incredibly you could, you could just feel it every single time he, he spoke um and i mean you know just the ability to create serious analysis while also putting a smile on someone's face and laughing is a very unique ability, and um, he did it to the nth degree. And so um, he he definitely will be will be missed from ah uh, from the 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 American soccer. Level.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was reading on Twitter. How could you be impacted by somebody you didn't even know? But again, like everything that you said, they contributed so much, and we in American soccer really. Need need that voice, especially like leading the podcast world. So it's much appreciated and our hearts go out to Daryl's family and yeah. the his loved ones.
1: Definitely. All right. So let's let's get into it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> on, on that. that note, a... I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, don't be, don't apologize. Look, I mean, it's it's a major event that needed to be said, especially look, we we get to have a podcast because somebody like Total Soccer Show. You know, so it's it's really an honor to be able to 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 mention them on this show, and it's it's just such a loss. Um, But here we go, LA Galaxy fans. Uh, We are not currently suffering a loss. Uh, We actually won uh, in the the ninetieth minute. um, A surprise from Corona. So I think, from what um, I saw, Escaloto say. In his interview that he thought that, you know, they played with good attitude and they were organized. And I agree in that they were able to keep it nil-nil. And according to the stats, you know, they, they both had five shots on goal. Um, obviously, Galaxy had 18 shots. So I like that they were, that they're taking the shots. Um, you know, Klinsman in, in goal got, got to start a second time and is proving himself. I mean, that save on that free kick the first round was, was... uh incredible I mean we dodged you know bullets and Arajo saved us as well um you know some some would say that you know because Dan Beckerman the president of AEG, was there and Klein that you know they performed well in front of their bosses but I, I don't think that it should take away from their performance um Pavone with the assist so I'm glad to see that he is able to to contribute because I was kind of wondering about him being in a slump and and his own kind of, even in that match, slow take. Um, I don't know why he didn't just take the shot. I really wasn't sure what was going on there. Um, and then, you know, we, we have questions like, where is Dunbar? Um, and then you do see uh, a sub, um, Carlos Harvey, come in. And, you know, you, you really you really are, you know, you know that the Galaxy show up every time they face LAFC. But I'm glad that we could finally beat um, the Vancouver Whitecaps. I felt like they'd really been kind of a, a monkey in our back, so to speak.
1: Well, well I mean, the story of this game, it, it, I mean, the, the, the main kind of header on this game is Chicharito starting on the bench, right? Like, that is the big story of this game. And the fact that the Galaxy looked significantly more organized in that first half with not on the field, right? Like, they they looked like a cohesive unit, um, I, I was very impressed with the way they moved the ball through midfield. I thought, you know, finally, finally, it felt like they had a cohesive idea of how to move the ball, and like that was kind of my biggest complaint over those six games that they lost. Was it just felt like when the Galaxy were in possession, it was kind of like, oh, here we go. Like I don't know what to do here. Um, but it did feel like they were a little bit more cohesive in moving the ball, um, a little bit just a little bit smarter. It looked like almost. Um, you know, I, for me, you, you know, the, the on the Pavon chance that you're talking about, where he gets in behind the line, um, I think he just got a little too cute and. Evan Bush comes up with a pretty, you know, gets a pinky to it and it just sets him off just a little bit. Um, but I agree with you that I think, I think he needed to be a little bit more selfish there and take the shot early. Um, you know, Yoni Gonzalez impressed again. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. quite very impressed with what we got with Yoni Gonzalez and I, I hope they can either figure out a way to extend his loan for another year when we actually have kind of a, a, a normal season quote unquote. Um, cause I'd like to see what he could do over 36 games. Um, you know, it's interesting. This did feel the Galaxy felt wasteful in front of goal in this game. Like, it it, it did feel like, yeah, it, it you know, Kai Karaniuk's finish is absolutely brilliant. You know, on, on the Vancouver center back that was marking him is going to have that one posted on his locker because, I mean, you just can't lose a runner like that. But, you know, it did just feel like it, when we got into the 90th minute, I was just like, this is one of those games where the Galaxy just had opportunity after opportunity and didn't take it. And it. And if you saw the celebration, when Kai Kureniuk scores the goal, not just because of the fact that it's his first time goal in his career, and that's amazing, but it did just look like, God, they needed this. You know, like, it did just look like everyone had about 50 pounds lifted off their backs. Like, it just, it felt good, you know, like, and then, and this isn't one of those, you know, steal it at the death, 1-0 draw, where we're kind of sitting there being like, okay, well, you know, we won, but did we really deserve to win? You know, it, it did feel like the Galaxy <laughs> Had opportunities, had moments of of actual brilliance in this game. I mean, we met Raho, and I think Raho having you know the, the the proverbial breakout season. But I mean, you know, Sparathoff, Efrain Alvarez, Efrain Alvarez was fantastic in this match, and you know, we're finally starting to see a little bit of the promise that everyone's been telling us Efrain Alvarez has. And I mean, Sasha Cledson looked great, and you know, Sasha Cledson looked like the player that I thought we had, we were we were bringing in when we brought him in. Um, you know. It, it did just look good at times, and and I, I think you know we'll get into this conversation a little bit in a little bit, but you know actually I I think we'll get into this conversation now. It's it's <laughs> this team looks really good in the first half for forty five minutes, and the one missing thing is Chicharito. And mm-hmm. I, I, I well,
0: I, people Gonzalez is in the back line. I was like, what's that? Um, what well, <laughs> they're saying? You don't care. <laughs> Vancouver's,
1: well, Vancouver's two best chances came off people Gonzalez blood coverage. We knew that was going to happen. Like Jonathan Klinsman was, you know. And again, Jonathan Klinsman's fantastic in goal. Cool. Like you know, like why didn't we think of this earlier? Um, you know, but the thing about it is, it's you know, first off, I give Shiloto credit because it it does take a certain amount of uh, Cuevos to to bench a guy like Chicharito, mm-hmm. considering the financial impact of Chicharito when it comes to the Galaxy. It takes a certain level, of, you know. Like I, I give him credit for that. This is probably this is probably the most bold coaching decision he's made. In his tenure with the galaxy, what we've been of, saying too. I mean, of it's easiest
0: for us to say, but but when you can tell that Chicharito's a ghost on the pitch and he just isn't able to perform, and like you said, uh, you know they're not organized when he's on. And he's, I mean, you know you've got that <laughs> that memeable look on his face now when he took that shot and was like wow. on the floor, and you're just like. Ugh, this poor guy, you know, but it's just, you know, if, if it is true that they're looking to loan him out, I'm I'm all for it.
1: Well, it, it would be interesting if Chivas takes him just because Chivas de Guadalajara is pretty stacked at that position. Right, um, and
0: they're like, Gio and Chicharito together,
1: what? Well, the, well Gio plays in America. Um, but the, the thing is, I, I've seen a lot of comparisons with, with Gio when it comes to Chicharito, just, and I understand the comparisons come very easily, you know, very yeah. very lucrative transfer fee, for, you know, a, a Mexican international that kind of has always, or that, that was kind of near the decline of their career. And I understand that it's a very easy, you know, comparison to make. But I think with Gio, the body language when he was on the field was that he just, didn't, he didn't want to be here. Like, he just didn't care. With Chicharito, like, I feel for the guy. Because it's his body language, he's trying so hard. You know. Like- yeah,
0: that's what I couldn't understand. Especially when he has his own show and you could just tell that he wanted to be here. You hear conversations, you see it, you know, but... I mean, when the chemistry is not right, it's not right. And yeah. that's a, that's the a trouble with, you know, when he said that he was coming here and then they had a contract for three years, I'm like, we weren't even sure if Zlatan was going to stay with us as long as he did. So to say that this person is going to do well here and like he hadn't done well in a while and, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors going on and, and you know, part of us, we're all like, we're kind of stuck with Chicharito. So how do we make this work? Is it just that Escoloso doesn't know how to use his guys?
1: Well, I also think with with Chicharito, like you know, he's he came to the galaxy, and and I, I I hate to speculate on players' fitness and their health level. That's not my job. I'm not a I'm not a physiotherapist. And I'm not for whatever.
0: sure. And We know that MLS is a but you know a, a retirement league.
1: He has you know. looked a little off the pace at times. Um, you know mm-hmm. with, with Chicharito, but like it, it, the thing is,
0: well, and then he got injured too, and I can't blame the dude for you know it's coming back and, and playing fitness. It's not easy.
1: Yeah but like the thing is you know he's he wants this so badly right like i mean the 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 moment that i kind of was sold on you know like with Chicharito like you look at the end of his tenure in europe i mean he he has a kind of a different like he's got a decent stint at leverkusen and then goes to sevilla and you know sevilla again a club that was experiencing a a fair amount of turmoil when he arrived there but and 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 he had a coach that basically told him you know you're on the bench for the rest of the season whether you like it or not i can understand like, you know, it, and also, I mean, like if you look at his work with the national team, you know Mexico's kind of said we're we're, we're kind of moving on, um,
0: right? And what does it do to someone's morale too? I mean, look, yeah. that was why Klinsman wasn't in goal sooner because you were like, why aren't we? And it's just like, well, you know, it's going to hurt your players psychologically.
1: And and, and you know, the, the, again, the quote that that stood out to me in that in that inner or the the vlog that everyone that that he released that kind of announced that he was coming to the galaxy that traveling humans vlog or whatever. I want to know about that relationship by the way. Like, how did those two guys just start like? being chicharito and his wife's best friend, i don't I, i'd like to know the backstory and that. um also why did they agree to do a vlog that's weird um anyway um but you <laughs> you, you hear him on the phone with his parents and just because it's the silly. raw emotion of this like the line that i always remember when it comes to that vlog is i i, I, I want to prove something like he's saying this through tears like he's saying like mm-hmm. i want to prove that i still have something left and it's like and then you see him on the field with the Galaxy, and, like, it's not working. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I think, tactically, Chiloto's a little deficient in terms of how to use Chicharito. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. That's also why I think they brought Yoni Gonzalez in. he was in
0: always a super sub, and, yeah.
1: yeah. That's why I think they brought Yoni Gonzalez in, was because, you know, he's... Chicharito's always played better off another striker. He's always kind of been the second striker kind of guy. But, I mean, just, like, that that chance in the 80... Like, what was it, the 83rd or whatever? Like, dude, I, I don't care, you know, that, you know, you... you it's not working for you. I don't care. Dude, you've, you've got to put that on on frame. Like, just anything. Like, it, it just... I want to root for him, right? Like, I do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we all do. But he's not helping himself.
0: Yeah, and, you know, part of me wants to think, like, wait, is this depth that we're talking about? You got Yoni, you got Zubak, you got Chicharito, who you can start who you can have in that in that up top position because I mean Yoni that's not really his position he should be on the wing like like Pavon right but that he's he's able to do that um you know I can see that there isn't a place for Dunbar in a way um I mean not to say that I think you know Zubak's a better player it's just that that's just who looking at this team looking at Escaloto what he's been doing which is also the argument of well then Escaloto needs to go um
1: so, but I so think, yeah. Did Chiloto just accidentally reveal that we actually are a deeper team than we thought we were? <laughs> but, I know, but right? Really, like, that what, what
0: yeah. <laughs> well, because then then you have Corona come in and you're just like, oh, we're, okay. So now I want him to start, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, I, I think Corona's a guaranteed starter on this team when he's healthy. I think just he was coming back from injury and that, that you know, you just give him the, the 30 minutes and then, the, then he's guaranteed the 90. Um, yeah, but it... it, it God, this, chi- I, 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 this chicharito thing is so weird right like you know i, I understand that and i understand Galaxy had some patience when it comes to chicharito because i mean look at the guy that was in that position before him it was latani Ibrahimovic. and like mm. i think you know people were expecting and i said i've said this multiple times It was like if you really thought chicharito was going to be the next latani brahimovich you've got another thing coming right um, right I, you know I, I think there's i think there's there's He's again closer to Mexico, and I mean, all the the major Mexican news outlets all have presences in LA. He's so he's he's dealing with that pressure of the Mexican media, which multiple Mexican players have said and multiple Mexican coaches have said is just an absolute pressure cooker. You know, he's he's the guy in the room, and like I don't know, I I struggle to think of a club where Chicharito was like the main guy, right? Like, I mean, his younger days at Chivas, but then you know, but then he goes to United, and United's got you know like Paul Scholes and Ryan Giggs and. You know, the list goes on and on, and then he goes to Real Madrid, and Real Madrid's Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess at Leverkusen, but even then, he was, he was on a very good buyer at Leverkusen side, and he wasn't really starting for them. So, like, this is a whole different level of pressure for him. Like, and I think maybe he's, it's just, it's, like, I think someone needs to get, get in his ear and just basically say, look, dude, like, yeah, it's a different level of pressure, but just go out there and have fun. You know, like, don't look like you're being tortured every minute because it's not going well for you.
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, from what I'm reading uh, from the quote sheet, was just that the Escalato's, um advice to uh, Corona, to um, Klinsman, you know, and and to to a few other guys, is just like, don't be nervous, <laughs> like don't worry, like you said, like go out there and and just have a good have a go, in a way, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I kind of button hooking this this Chicharito conversation because we could we could talk about it for hours and hours on end because it is mm-hmm. it is an odd situation. But I think you know I agree with that. That I, I think he needs to listen to Charlotte a little bit. I do want to give credit to this midfield. Uh What's interesting about this game to me, and what I think is is a critical takeaway from this game is the fact that it, it just looked balanced, right? Like the midfield just looked balanced. Like it didn't feel like. I think with a lot of Galaxy games, and especially in that four-game win streak, that the Galaxy had to sacrifice offensive ability for defensive solidity, right? Like it did feel like one had to, and like, and during the six-game losing streak, it felt like they were sacrificing defensive solidity um, for attack. Like it, 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 this game, the Galaxy just felt balanced on both ends of the field. Like it did just feel like, outside of Giancarlo Gonzalez's occasional, you know, mess-ups, which you start him, you're guaranteeing at least four of those games. Um,
0: I know, and I was going to say, like, when when have we last seen him, anyway? So of course, there's going like, to be some
1: rust. He, even then, Joe Gonzalez did not look that bad in this match. Like, I, I I've long been his detractor, and I've, <laughs> I've come on the spot multiple times and buried him. But he didn't look that like he looked. He looked solid. Like, I mean, he looked like the player that we were supposed to be getting from Italy. Like,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it
1: did, It just looked cohesive in a way that I haven't really seen the Galaxy team play for or play with. Like, it 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 just looked solid. Like, it, and it didn't look like. Okay, we were really good here, but here's a little bit of a concern. I just felt like, okay, but they weren't necessarily like, you know, Barcelona level of just, you know, elegant play, but it it just looked solid. And like, that's kind of all we really were asking for, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, like the Galaxy just need to get the job done, doesn't have to be pretty.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I mean it's also kind of funny you, you mentioned that uh, Beckerman was there and, and the the AEG yeah. staff were <laughs> there. With Klein. It's always funny that Klein seems to somehow deliver like we again last episode we did talk about Chris Klein and and, and our less than positive opinions about him. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it it always seems like every single time Dan Beckerman shows up and AEG shows up, Chris Klein delivers some performance that's going to keep him his job. Um, which I mean I, I I aspire to having that level of luck in my life. Um, <laughs> but again it it I, I kind of moving into the, the game on Sunday, mm-hmm. it, the problem is it's all well and good when you're solid enough to eke a one no one against a Vancouver team that is very much in rebuild mode. Yeah, and...
0: yeah. They they've had a rough go of of this season too. Like um yeah, I I I don't think that this win is like I have confidence in the Galaxy are going to go on another win streak. Um I'm I'm actually feeling like a draw could happen on Sunday just because both teams have kind of been pounding it out uh, against their rivals. I know is struggling as well. Um it 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 could go I mean I obviously want the Galaxy to win. Um but again, MLS is beating this rivalry horse, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, LAC in their last three, I mean, win, loss, and draw. Like, they haven't looked particularly spectacular. Now, I, I know that's in part because it's kind of become the walking wounded for them in terms of their defense. And, I mean, they've been forced to, you know... I, I mean, the walking wounded just in general, actually, considering their injuries. I mean, they're starting 16-year-old kids and hoping that they're going to get the job done. And, I mean, these are kids that have never played MLS at, at the MLS level before. It's not like... Hey, look, I mean, all.
0: the Galaxy have been... got the run around with the 16-year-old from San Jose, so...
1: Well, that's true. But they, they haven't risen to the mantle that supposedly they were going to. I think this is, you know, again, this is the the blueprint for the Galaxy is that game they won at the bank uh, when that four-game win streak kind of began, which was that, again, it was the whole entire concept of just, you know, just do the basics right. And that's what they're going to have to do in this game is, like, they're just going to have to do the basics right. You know, I... I,
0: So the expectation is that they're going to win.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the expectation around these games regardless of fans in the stadium or not are are massive like they, the players know this and like so you know the the galaxy are going to be up for this game i think there's no question i think you know this i this wonder game, who
0: we see like this lineup you know yeah
1: that's that's the other thing is is now we kind of thought we knew shallotus preferred lineup and then he goes out and plays this 4 3 against vancouver and just a a one-off thing where he thought you know he saw some he saw some stuff out of the vancouver midfield where he thought all right cool um, you know, I can, I can dominate this midfield in a four through three. Or
0: I can test He says, uh, I, I give zero F's. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I think I texted, I texted you when I saw that lineup and I was like, oh wow, Shalot going out in style. He's going to get fired. Yeah. Benching,
0: he's like, I think I'm his losing star my job. striker.
1: <laughs> benching his star striker and starting his worst center back. I was like, this is <laughs> okay. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think there's going, there's definitely a lot of questions now. Like, I mean, you know, who gets to start and goal is, is I think a valid question to ask multiple times, you know, like it, who gets to start at center back? Is Dupuy kind of falling start out of favor? I,
0: I want to see him go with this. I want to see him against LAFC. I, I,
1: I don't think, you know, you know has Dupuy fallen out of flavor, favor when he was one of the better center backs this season? I don't know. Was it just was that just a rotation thing where it's like, okay, you know, he's put a lot of mileage on the legs. Let's, you know, give him a rest and start Giancarlo Gonzalez and hope we don't need to tire fire this thing. You know, like D- Joe Corona over Sasha Clutchin, Is that a decision that you make? Because it's like Sasha looked really good against Vancouver. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of questions now around this team. And, like, you know, they're... I don't know if they're good questions. I think...
0: I was going to say, does this mean we have depth?
1: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, do we have depth? Is that, like, is that an actual thing?
0: I think... Like where did Carlos Harvey come from? I know he came from, you know, Panama and, like, LG2. But I'm just saying, like... I just didn't expect to see him in in the 18.
1: Well, I know. And, he, and he's had some breakout performances when he's, when he's seen the field for the Galaxy. Like, you know... This is a, like these kind of conversations we're having about competition for positions mm. is a good thing to have because that means that they're on the training field working to prove that they deserve to be in the starting 11 rather than well, just perhaps of
0: fitness them. or health is also another reason like you were saying rotation
1: yeah but i mean fatigue. it's still you know i mean pavone started every game you know like it, it, yeah it's still a meritocracy like at, at the end of the day and like mm-hmm. you know again pavone looked a little bit like pavone looked like that we remember right like he did just look a little bit more up for it now i I know he's he's worked the long yard on this one you know and he's 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 been you know the one bright spot in a galaxy season that i think i think we can agree has been not great um but you know it's it's you know there's questions that are questions that I, I I want to be asking about this roster, not questions about this roster where I'm like, this is not the question I want to be asking, right? Like it, it does right. And I know like it's one win. Like and if Shaloto loses seven out of eight, I I'm fairly if I'm fairly confident if Shaloto loses on the weekend, he's fired. Like I, I just you know, no coach can lose seven out of eight games and, and expect to keep their job with the expectations around the galaxy. Yeah, well you know,
0: meanwhile, so then if they when they do let Escaletta go, when is that happening?
1: I would, I would, I would assume it would happen sometime Sunday afternoon if they lose the game. I, th- I think if they win, then Shiloto kind of buys another week of freedom. But if they lose, and if they lose in a fashion that I think, you know, I think if they lose in a fashion that's convincing in the sense that they just got absolutely thoroughly destroyed out there, then I think by four o'clock, well, I'm mean, looking not, for a new manager.
0: Oh, sorry, uh, it's, uh, I think the connection had me talking over you. Um, but the uh, I didn't, you know, expect like a six nothing loss again you know what i don't oh, <laughs> hope no, not no. i think that was an anomaly
1: in itself so. yeah but it, it, i I'm not, I'm not saying that you know is gonna go out and destroy the galaxy six now like like i don't i don't think that's going to happen just looking at LAC's recent <laughs> not, form and, no. and the way that they've played but I, I do think if like for example you know it's like they lose three nil and you know concede 70 percent possession then i think Shiloto is looking for a new job at four o'clock on sunday um okay. but, but but i mean if, if it's like a 2-1 loss and it's tight then maybe Shelotto gets another week but i think you know only a win really saves Shelotto this week and like
0: yeah cuz i was going to say i wouldn't be satisfied with a 2-1 gave it your all
1: and we yeah, lose yeah it's, it's yeah it's it's like you know it, i just i i
0: and it's I, not just because it's LAFC
1: <laughs> well i mean also the the sharks are circling the water right like Beckerman and AG don't show up to games because mm. they enjoy the sport they show up because there's
0: trouble in paradise
1: yeah exactly like they only show up when like when you start hearing ag is showing up to games that means something's going on like it's not like phil anschutz or dan beckerman are particularly passionate soccer fans like they i don't you know like they've been a bit of an absentee father so to speak
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah also not surprised that we're seeing them with everything that's going on um
1: yeah, like, th- this is... Uh,
0: but I don't want, like, bureaucracy to be a reason that change is made. You know what I mean? Like, I want changes made because, like, you're saying, like, we need passion. We need someone
1: to care about soccer. Um, yeah, but, and, and that's so weird about Shloto, right? Like, the, I keep going back to this Boca documentary because I watched it and I was like, this dude is fired up about this. Like, he's fi- like, he lights into players. Like, he's... And and, and we and obviously we don't see, like, what goes on in the training field, but it does look like in games he just just looks just dejected and kind of like a little meh, and like yeah, I I, I it's tough to reconcile the two Shalotos kind of thing,
0: um, <laughs> and not just the brothers. The twin yeah, brothers.
1: well, also <laughs>
0: the yeah. hands over face. Um, I mean, I've been trying to think like who would replace him because Robbie Keane. I know his name's been floating around, but I honestly wouldn't want to give Robbie Keane this team right now. And I think we mentioned it before; like, we don't want to set anybody up for failure.
1: I'd, I'd, I'd rather I'd, have a coach. I'd give it to to Kinnear for a year while you rebuild. I mean, Kneer's mm-hmm. at least proven that you know, Kinnear's teams were never flashy, but they get the job done. You know, like
0: and uh, and, and rumor has it that he's the reason that the Galaxy did have that win streak.
1: Yeah, I mean, because he he well, and and I could believe that because he his his teams played no nonsense soccer, and I mean, the Galaxy in those four games just played no nonsense soccer. Like, it, it wouldn't. I I think with the stature of the Galaxy job, I. You know, I as much as I would love to see Robbie King take it, I think that's a bit of a risk um, in a way that I, I, I think especially for his first gig. Yeah. And, and, and for Chris Klein, if he continues in his position, that'll be his fifth head coach in like seven years. Like he's got to get this high, right. Oof. Right. If it, 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 And we're talking hypothetical because so little could keep his job for the next year. as like, Correct. And less is forgiving in that respect. But you
0: know, I know, and there are times where I'm just like, oh, maybe, maybe just hang on to him until we can get somebody better in. Well, I don't want Caleb well, Porter. So what he
1: says? It's going to be a three-year. No one wants Caleb Porter um, because <laughs> no one likes <laughs> Porter. Um, Everyone little, was
0: like, oh, we should have had Almeida. Well, we don't.
1: So uh, Pilato Almeida is he's he's an interesting. It, the thing with Almeida is he's got to fit. He. He's got to fit the club, not the club adapting to fit him. It's, it's kind of I mean, – I'll the reason it's not worked incredibly well at San Jose as opposed to where it worked for him in Mexico and it worked well for him in Mexico is that he just fit the space, you know, very well. And, and he doesn't fit the space necessarily very well but that's San Jose roster. Anyway, that's a San Jose podcast, and I don't apply we're on We're not.
0: That. We will never be. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, we're talking hypothetical, of course, if Choloto mm-hmm. gets fired on mm-hmm. Sunday you know, I think give it to Kinnear for a year. But remember, Sholoto, when he came into the, to the job, basically said, look, I have to have three years with this roster. Like, I have to have three years to finally kind of cut all the fat, bring in who I want, and then morph them tactically. Like, I, I don't blame Sholoto for this season. You know, and I think, you know... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there definitely ha- there were questionable decisions. Oh, yeah, no. There's, there's been times where I've, I've questioned his decision-making, that lineup when it came out on... on saturday night or whatever was oh just absolutely. absolutely one of those times but it does just feel like and then
0: there were pleasant surprises too so that's the hard part about
1: that yeah it, it does just feel like i think shallot is just waiting to get rid of some of these contracts so he can have room to, to breathe you know like i i mean they're probably carrying a fair amount of money on shkelvik's contract i think Roll felcher's on an overpriced contract you know it, you know is you know, is Joe Corona a permanent fixture? Or is he a stopgap? Is Sasha Klusman a permanent fixture? Or is he a stopgap? Like, you know, there, there, yoni Gonzalez on loan. Is he a permanent fixture? Or is he a stopgap? Like, you know, it's, you know, now you have two very good goalkeepers. You're going to have to get rid of one. And you know, does David Bingham go? Or does yard you know, Jonathan Klinsman go? Like, you know, there's yeah, Klusman
0: has two starts. Like, let's let's calm down. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, it, it does it does it does feel like the the the. The administrative contract side of things needs to be more settled before I think Shaloto feels comfortable. And I do feel like he, he's been thrust into something and basically the guys with the calculators in the back basically said, hey, uh, financially, this is where we're going to be for two years. Like, whether you like it or not, we're stuck with this for the next two years. And, and, it just, and also,
0: yeah, we, we knew that, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean that's yeah. why it was so hard to to say, and that's why we were looking to, to close. And well, and that's the thing. Okay, so that's the other argument is that Escaloto doesn't know what to do with his guys, no matter no matter what the talent looks like on the on the sheet.
1: But but can you blame him? Like I mean, this like
0: yes yes for, <laughs> for but I I, hey,
1: go ahead for everything I said about this win on Saturday or Sunday night, whenever it was, you know. I and and how balanced the team looked and how finally it felt like Shaloto had figured out how to balance this midfield and balance the attack and balance the defense. I mean is this not just a really separate part of like pool of players? Like I just don't feel like like I mean for example like the great Barcelona teams of like the 2009s, 2010s, 2011s everything fit, right? Like well, the player pool made sense. But now you look at like Barcelona for today for example where it's like Griezmann. is he a Barcelona player? I don't know. Like, you know, with, uh, you're also fighting absolutely incredibly talented, but, like, they bring in Ouzmane Dembele. Is Uzman Dembele fit this player pool? I don't know. Like, it does feel yeah. about, with this Galaxy mm-hmm. team, it's like, does Roel Filter fit this player pool? I don't know. Like, does, you know, John Giancarlo Gonzalez fit this player pool? Uh, again, I don't know. Like, you know, is Daniel Starris and Nick Dupuy actually a, a balanced center-back pairing? Ah, uh, that's uh, questionable. Like, yeah. you know, Perry Kitchener, Jonathan Dos Santos, like, you know, like, uh, or do they work hard? Like, all these, you know, harmonious kind of connections like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of them on the field like it does feel like okay Pavon fits this team like you know Yoni Gonzalez fits this team Jonathan Dos Santos I think fits this team but mm-hmm. then it's like you start looking at it and you're kind of just like but like you put Jonathan Dos Santos in the same midfield with a pair of kitchen, like yeah <laughs> the set of skill sets yeah to synergize to be successful and like it just doesn't, it, like, it, it doesn't feel like shiloto has got a lot of opportunities in the player pool to create synergistic relationships in the team. You know, like, you, you see flashes of it with, like, Pavon, and, like, I honestly think Pavon and Chicharito work really well together. I think they actually have a very good understanding. But, yeah,
0: I think you so, you know, it, it's,
1: like, that, that's just one synergistic relationship when what you're really looking for is, like, the, you know, if, if you've seen, you know, FIFA Ultimate Team where it's, like, you have to build your eleven and you want all the green connections because, like, that means your team, like, connects fairly well. Like, that's, it's, that, it's, that's... A lot more like real life than I think we want to allow ourselves to believe. But like, you just want those, like, you just want all 11 players to have those green connectors in between each other. Like, you just want to feel like synergistically it makes sense. And I just don't think he has the player pool to create that kind of synergy.
0: Yeah. And I'm just looking ahead at, you know, because Portland is next and Portland is, you know, they, they are, uh, they've been, they've been winning Portland. And so it's just kind of like, Alright, so let's say, okay, we won against Vancouver, let's say we draw LFC, then I feel like it's a loss against Portland, and you're just, I don't know, you're just kind of, like, teetering on this. <sighs> Are the Galaxies stuck at the bottom of the table? And, like, the goal is just to make playoffs, which they added those additional spots, so it's like, I don't know, you just feel so lackluster, you know? You just feel so mediocre, even with just what's acceptable,
1: yeah and 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 i mean again it's 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 this player pool right like they need to go out and you know i don't think they did enough last season uh, last offseason in terms of just basically having some self-referential like hey we know we're gonna have to cut about half this player pool and recruit in you know another 15 players like i just didn't feel like they, they they went hard enough and like I think this off season, and again, this is going to be a weird off season. I think we all have to accept that fact, just simply because the way that the transfer market has been imp- impacted yeah. by the the weird rhythm of the seasons that currently exists, and it's you know,
0: and the conditions like, for which they're yeah, playing like, under.
1: We we've seen it in Europe. Like I mean, this was a really weird transfer window in Europe. Like it's going to be a weird transfer window in MLS, and maybe you know, this is going to give rise finally <laughs> With to...
0: With MLS you know, rules on top of everything, you know, well, it's just...
1: We might, we might see a lot of in, inter, league trading uh, in the offseason this year. I think, I think you know, a lot of MLS teams have been reticent to trade talent within MLS just simply because, you know, you don't want to arm your opposition, right? Like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, just... I think we'll see a little bit more of that. Um, and I think, you know... I, I, I no think... way,
0: I mean, obviously a, a bubble. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, look at how long it took Yoni just to get on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of clubs are going to be willing to take that risk anymore. Um, you know, I was surprised yeah. that actually, actually did that. Um, yeah, you know, in, in terms of diminishing return and whatnot, but it, it does feel like you know th- this well, is. I know. Just, Wait till till JDS comes back. Yeah, it, it it does just feel like this is going to be an off season that the Galaxy are going to need to do a lot of. If the current frame, like we're we're speaking about this off season, even before it's begun, but we're talking about I know, the current, right? in the current framework of the LA Galaxy in terms of. The, the structures that are currently there. Yeah, but there are definitely the off-
0: definite things we can say.
1: But it's how we have the so. off season. We might not have a president of this club. We might not have a head coach of this club. Yeah,
0: like- I mean, yeah, we need to give the fans. I mean, not that that anybody who's a real fan isn't already thinking about this stuff, but but we are because it's like you want that change, you want to, you're looking ahead, you're like, just like this lockdown, this pandemic, you're just like, you, you know, you're just like, what do I have to look forward to, <laughs> you know? You have the Galaxy, like, you know, we're not we're not looking forward to this game on Sunday, not because we don't think the Galaxy can win, but it's just because it's like, oh, great, LAFC again, El Trafico again, you know, and it's the same thing. So you're just like, okay, what, what can we do just looking ahead? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even it's, in my notes, I have like twenty twenty one written because it it is gonna be. I mean, everybody's just assuming that the year is gonna be better.
1: Yeah, and 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 there are. I mean, you know, again, we're getting into questions that we'll be asking at our postseason preview. Or yes, our oh yes,
0: and I did want to mention about the wooden spoon thing though because I know that we're not about it, but at the same time, without uh, relegation, like what, um, what what can we get? Oh
1: yeah, that's a no question. Like
0: what it, what is the the penalty you know
1: yeah and, <laughs> and that's performing. that that's a common complaint about this league is that there is no impetuous to you, you can accept
0: look i've you, always been like no this is you know they're playing they're trying to play the world's game the american way and I'm, i've never been one to agree with euro snobs as far as you know like relegation but but at this time like we were saying like you know other than money how how is this club going to listen
1: yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. And, and and that's kind of the one of the arguments about or like at least four uh, those four pro, promotion relegation, um and I can hear Ted Westerfeld's Twitter feed going off as, as I speak. Um, you know, that's the argument that they make is that there's no impetuous for clubs to be good. Like, you know, there's there's no there's no punishment for a bad season. And you know, I I I'm sympathetic to that argument. I tend to agree with it. Um but, and we would uh, have an
0: all-star game where we would get sickingly embarrassed, or LA Galaxy would play like Manchester United and get beat,
1: you know? Yeah, but you know, it, outside, you know, outside of that, you know, like it's just
0: the B team.
1: I mean, uh, uh, the the promotion relegation argument and conversation in this country is is uh, difficult, but you mm-hmm. know, I, I think I think you know, just kind of reframing this the Galaxy, it does feel like all of us have. Con- realize that my god we're gonna have a lot of really difficult conversations in this offseason about
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know where do we go from here and like that's i'm we need to have this hang conversation in there because it does like it does <laughs> it does feel like 15 players off this roster are going to get cut like it does just feel like this is going to be like again the, the in order to create the synergy that they need to create they're going to have to remove a lot of of dead weight um and it's it, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, this at the end of the season. Nice. Well, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. At the end of the season, they they walk into the locker room. And, you know, the guys in the back, the accounting guys in the back, um, with their calculators, and walk into the locker room and say, "None of you are untouchable. Like all of you mm-hmm. are at risk." You know, like it, it wouldn't surprise me, and 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 I'd agree with that, just simply because you know, in order to create that kind of synergy that you need in a starting eleven, you, know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, it does just kind of feel like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think back to when we were actual contenders for something, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. I'm not, uh, I don't even know, because then, exactly. because then, then it gets, then it gets into a discussion of, well, what even is this cup this year, you know, like, is it even something that, that reflects well when you're playing the same team? So, there's a lot, there's a lot that's going on, Um
1: it, it does feel, yeah.
0: Because even if I did, let's say the Galaxy were to win the Cup this year, you you just, you still
1: feel like it's kind of a wash,
0: no? Not well, to like also, take away from whoever does, but.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, that I think there's going to always be an asterisk around this MLS Cup title, regardless exactly. of who wins it. Exactly. Um, uh, but I do feel, I, I agree with you, but I do feel like it's, it does feel like we're the farthest away from being an MLS Cup contender. Yeah. That I have felt in a very long time. And yeah. It does. You know, and it's not that, you know, just this one season or whatever. It's just that... It, no, it, we're, we're it talking felt, since
0: 2015, arguably, but um, really exactly. 2017, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree 110%. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I am confident in Dennis DeColso. I've seen his work, you know, firsthand at the, at the Mexican national team level at, you know, at, in the Dutch setup. Like, he, he he's smart. He's not stupid. Um, you know, so I feel confident, but, like, it, it does just feel like we're at the bottom of the valley, right? Like it does just feel, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and also literally, cause 12th place, um, even though, what is it? Just a few points that's separating us from bottom.
1: Yeah. But it, it does just feel, you know, <laughs> exactly. but, but like, I, I think, you know, we can get there. And like, that's the weird thing about MLS is like, if we win like the next three games, all of a sudden we're talking about playoffs, right? Like,
0: Oh, for sure. MLS was already in an unpredictable league. <laughs> Anything yeah, can like, happen. It's,
1: it's weird. So you know, I I feel, you know, if they can get a run going, then then maybe there's reason to be very positive. But you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna take a couple of runs.
0: Absolutely, I agree. I mean, all we want to do is win. That's for sure. But also yeah. not not at the uh, expense of quality and passion and and care for for this club long term, and instead of just satisfaction and settling. If that yeah, makes exactly. Sense. Yeah, yeah I, I, I
1: just, we, we again, it, it does just feel, even if we make the playoffs, whatever, it does just feel like there, there's going to have to be some level of, of
0: accountability. Of re-
1: well, reconstruction work is, is what it is. Some, re- some renovation on, on the roster. And I think, you know, if they, can, if they can do that, then, you know, I think we'll be in a much better place.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much for tuning in. We're just going to cut it there just because we could go on and on and on. (laughs) And there's more to be said after Sunday. We have to wait and see. So thank you so much. And uh, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And we will see you on Monday or Tuesday. See you soon.